Welcome to Private Club Radio, your weekly source for industry education, news and discussion. Broadcasting from Tampa, Florida, ladies and gentlemen, here is your host, Gabriel Aloisi. Oh, we've got a really good episode here today. We're going to be chatting with Jeremy Nichols over at Gecko Hospitality all about how to put your best foot forward on LinkedIn in terms of using their site as a resume builder, as a social network. He's got all sorts of tips and tricks on how to make yourself look the best you can for a potential employer or recruiter. And we just had a lot of fun. So that interview is coming up here in just a few minutes. A couple announcements for you or a couple things just to remind you of really. Number one, we've got the Membership Marketing Academy. And I got to say, a lot of my clients across the country are doing better in terms of membership than they ever have before. And if you're not actively marketing membership online right now, quite frankly, you are missing a huge opportunity. You're missing the boat. So the Membership Marketing Academy is there for you to get the tools and education you need to be your best, to tell the best story for your club's brand, and to attract the right type of cultural fit members for your club. So check that out. I'll put a link to that in the show description, in the show notes, so you can find it. But you can also go to privateclubradio.com slash academy, and you can register for one of those classes there. I also want to remind you about another big announcement we made earlier in this month, which was the release of the Club Talent Hub, which is our new website. It was co-developed by me and Justin Baer over at Member Text, and this site is a place where you can go to book some of the best and brightest talent in the club industry. So whether you're looking for a magician, you're looking for a speaker, an author to give a lecture, a chef to teach a cooking class to your members, you can find that and more at clubtalenthub.com. And right now, we are really looking to fill up that directory even more. So if you've had a performer at your club who really blew your socks off, I'd love to find out about who they are and get them listed on the site so that other clubs can also benefit. It's great for you because you'll build some goodwill with those performers, and it's obviously great for them because it's a difficult time for a lot of people. So it's Club Talent Hub, and again, if you've got someone in mind, just shoot them my way, just shoot me an email, and I'd love to speak with them. Without further ado, let's bring on Jeremy. This conversation is going to be educational and a lot of fun. Let's do it. Well, I'm excited to be joined today by Jeremy Nichols of Gecko Hospitality. And Jeremy, I met through Jack Rad, right? Is that how we got in touch, Jeremy? It is. Jack is uh, uh, my executive recruiter on the club side. Yeah, Jack's a great guy. He's been on a lot of our recent private club uh, roundtables and oh, nice. always has something great to offer. And he said, <laughs> okay. you'd be wonderful to have on the show to talk a little bit about uh, not only uh, social media, but specifically LinkedIn and how to use your profile really to garner maximum engagement and attention in, uh, in order to get your next best uh, job. So I guess we'll start off, Jeremy, with maybe just a little background on yourself and how okay. you got to where you are now. Yes. Yeah, so I've been recruiting in the hospitality, retail, restaurant space for 20 years. Um, and about four years ago, I bought the rights to Florida with Gecko Hospitality. So Gecko Hospitality is a nationwide firm and I bought the rights to Florida. So I'm specific in the state of Florida and I only do recruiting and onboarding for 
country clubs, hotels, resorts, hotel condo, some residential, uh, and it's permanent salaried positions. So anything from a sous chef all the way up to a GM to C-suite. I'm curious, what have you seen here? Obviously, there was some probably some furloughs happening in March. Take us through this since COVID-19 began, you know, what it's been like for you and for the folks that you represent. Yeah, chaos for me. (laughs) Um, So (laughs) I I remember the date. I remember I'll I'll track back a couple days before it hit, right? So we actually had a record year. Um, we went out to dinner with the president of the company, came to Tampa, took us out to dinner. Jack was with us. Uh, we you know, broke numbers. We had a whole desk full of job orders. I have a few recruiters. My, I was even working full desk. There was so many. I was about to hire two other recruiters at the time. That's how busy we were. Wow. And um, you know, I was projected to uh, you know, second quarter, I was already, I had so many searches. I was going to break the numbers that we were celebrating in quarter one. Um, and then all of a sudden it was, I think it was March 12th. It just, it hit, um, everything was slowly starting to hit, but March 12th is the date that I remember almost curling up on the floor of fetal position. Right. (laughs) And wondering, Oh my God, everything just stopped. Everything. All my clients were calling me, pausing searches, pulling them back. It just stopped. Um, and uh, I kind of took that moment to just pivot. You know, obviously I'm staying in the space and I'm not going anywhere and I've, I've not doubled down, I've tripled down in the hospitality headhunting space. Um, but I just decided to um, just provide during this time. If there's, we, we, ha- we do have a few searches going on, but since I have this extra time, I've just been just putting myself out there on LinkedIn and LinkedIn has been such a powerful and such an amazing um, platform for all of us in hospitality uh, to get attention, to network, to find jobs. And I've seen so much amazing stuff happen in this last few months. So that's why I wanted to talk on that. If there's people who are listening to your show who are, are nervous right now or, or wondering what to do next, or maybe they're, maybe they're at their club and they just, are still a little uncertain what's going to happen because Florida right now obviously is, you know, we're going through an epicenter in South Florida. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty scary. It's pretty scary. I think there's still so much just uncertainty. And then you got that compounded by people like us who are parents who are unsure if their kids are going back to school or having to stay home from school. And there's just so much, so much uncertainty. Now I I've recognized you on LinkedIn, especially have been great providing, uh, wonderful information and insights into the hospitality industry. And it, it's been really nice, refreshing to see your posts when I, when I log into LinkedIn. So you've been using LinkedIn for quite some time and, and how do, how do you use it and why do you think it can be so powerful, Jeremy? So I, I, I have a, a premium seat so I can see analytics. So I can, I can see, the views I get. And I've been, on, I've been on LinkedIn for years and I've always been active, but this moment in time, if there is a silver lining with what we're going on right now, if there is a silver lining, it is the relationships that are being forged right now and the people who are standing out. And it does, you don't have to be in C-suite to stand out on LinkedIn, right? I'm a Florida recruiter and I'm seeing views on my post of 50 to a hundred thousand views for an organic post. I don't pay for anything. I don't pay for my posts to me. 
the numbers speak for itself, right? I'm getting 50 to 100,000 views on average on a post. That's just insane. You can't, you know, you can pay for it, I guess, but I, I don't. So anybody can do it, right? It's just a matter of making yourself stick out and being authentic. And I'm hoping to provide some tools, which will hopefully help people no matter where they are. You might have someone listening right now that's a chef or somebody who's a GM or somebody who I'm not sure they might be, you know, a a golf, you know, director of golf. It doesn't really matter, you know, who you are on LinkedIn. It's just the matters. People just want to hear authenticity and they want to hear people who are speaking to what they're going through right now. Right. LinkedIn's great because it's a space. It's a space I think that you can go and not have to worry about political memes and people attacking each other, like the other social media platforms, there's a lot of that going on right now. LinkedIn for the most part is very supportive and very positive for the most part, you know? Yeah, it's true. I've actually, the, I've, I haven't been on Facebook now in about two months other than I posted a couple of things here and there, but I didn't even stick around <clears throat> to answer the comments. <laughs> um, but it yeah. used to be that, and that used to be my favorite, my favorite network, but I really mm-hmm. think it's, mm-hmm. you know, especially around political season, it's just a cesspool. <laughs> and yeah. you're right. That is why I like LinkedIn. Yeah. LinkedIn's interesting because, so many people think of LinkedIn just as an, as a resume site and it's really a full fledged social network in and of its own right as well. But, but it can be used especially to get a job and to find your right, your next career. So, you know, to that end, what would be some of the, the basics to setting up a good profile and, and what would you be focusing on? Cause there's a lot of different moving parts to the LinkedIn profile itself. What would you focus on Jeremy? Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to come at this as a recruiter and a headhunter. So the advice that I'm going to provide right now is going to be focused on that because, you know, we're limited for time and I could ramble on forever on the other side, (laughs) because the way you make your profile look for a recruiter is going to be a little bit different. If you are just trying to market yourself as a vendor, or you're just trying to market your club or yourself as you know, a commodity or a product, right? Like it's completely different, but as a uh, candidate or someone who wants to be noticed, maybe you're still gainfully employed, but you want to be noticed. It's very important to treat your LinkedIn profile just as, just as you have to put them as much attention to it as you do with your resume. It's that important. Every, any recruiter and any headhunter will be looking at your profile. That's a fact. If they're not, I have no idea what planet they live on. So take me through how you would approach that then as a headhunter. Like what would you, what are you looking at first or what's the information that needs to, needs to be right in the beginning? Right. So, um, optics are huge. You want to look professional. So, uh, quick, quick things, just, uh, you know, headshot, make sure you have a nice high quality headshot, um, breast, breast plate up. Um, if you don't have, you know, good lighting and you don't have the ability to get a photographer right now. I'd say go outside. Sunlight's great. Just get a nice, simple backdrop behind you, but you want it to be nice and clean and crisp, right? So a headshot's important, uh, a welcoming headshot with a nice smile. Uh, The banner behind you, LinkedIn has those banners. So I would be focused on making sure that you put maybe your company logo, or if you don't have a company logo you want to share, if you want to share like a city city, uh, skyline, or it's just a nice high quality, high depth banner, because a lot of people don't know this, but if they click on their LinkedIn profile, they might have that default, which is like that blue one. You probably know what I'm talking about, right? That yeah, blue exactly. default banner. Yeah, yeah. Just, just changing that, uh, making sure that you're searchable. 
So every recruiter is going to use either Sales Navigator or LinkedIn Recruiter when they're looking for people on LinkedIn. And you want to make sure that you pop up. So if you have a title that says something like, you know, I'm the top-notch superstar country club <laughs> um, professional, right? None of those words are going to pop up in it's my not search. A keyword rich. It's yeah. not. Nah, you want your title to kind of just pop because you want to be on the first few pages of that search. So you're going to put general manager, COO country club. Those words have to be right. in that title. That's a really good point. I see so, I, I, it really irks me too. Cause I think someone gave bad advice somewhere along the way, but you see like, I'm a purpose driven leader. you know, like I, yep. I'm, you know, like they, it's like these positioning statements. And I think the biggest thing you've got to realize about LinkedIn is it's one big giant search engine. And so mm-hmm. Jeremy's advice, there is spot on, have the right keywords for your position, for your title. Um, and, and the, uh, the area that you work in is so important. What's next on your list, Jeremy? And just to piggyback off that real quick too. Um, this is why it's super important because people wait, when you come up in a direct message to them or you are um, being active in comments or posts, you, you don't have to take the time to sell yourself. They know what you are because that title's underneath your name. So me, if you look at me on LinkedIn, when I provide content, I don't, I don't sell, I don't sell anything. I don't sell my services. They know what I do because it says hospitality headhunter, right? Right. So that's just another reason why I think you should put that title on there. Yep. Well said. Um, The about me section, I guess would be, you know, an important area. Uh, I'd say if you're a job seeker, uh, again, this is different than if you're marketing yourself as a job seeker, you're just going to want to put, don't just copy paste your resume, put some nice, tangible bullet points, some accomplishments that you've done. And we love numbers like increased revenue by, or, you know, save food costs by, or, you know, you want to give tangible accomplishments that differentiate yourself and put those in the about me section with some fun, put some fun stuff in there too, you know, make it, make it, it's a social media platform. So I would say, you know, 10, 15% um, personal and then, you know, 90, 85% business. Um, just so I would play around with that about me section. Um, if anybody has questions on these things too, they can always, uh, shoot me a direct message on LinkedIn also, or email me just putting that out there. Yeah. Um, I'll put your, I'll put your LinkedIn profile in the show notes. People can just click the button on their podcast player and go right to your profile. I think, um, and then just going down in your um, activity, just make, making sure you're uh, active on there. And I'll touch on that in a minute. And your experience, just your title and your club and uh, how long you've been there. Just make sure it reads nicely down there. Those are the most important things, optics that we're going to look at quick. Sure. How about in terms of like, I know there's, there's spots to add documents or mm-hmm. video and things like that. Are you looking at any of those, those parts of the profile? That's just another icing on the cake. Okay. So that's how, that's when we start getting into di- differentiating ourselves and being a, you know, being someone who sticks out on the platform, right? That's like a whole other layer. So yeah, there's a featured section. So you, like I always, um, if you go on my um, LinkedIn profile, you'll see my featured section has a lot of the posts that I had a lot of traction on or videos that I had a lot of commentary on. I'll just feature those. So you can feature your posts if you're getting a lot of traction on posts. You can also, yeah, you can share your documents. You can put your resume up there if you want. Some people are a little cautious about that because there's a lot of people who are interested in opportunities, but they don't want their employers to know that they're looking. 
So, but you can share any kind of document on there. If there's, if you're a chef, you can share your portfolio. You can share your pictures of your food. You know, it's up, it's up to you. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I've seen it. It always gets my mouth watering when I see a nice food shop from one of those shops. <laughs> I know. I know there's a few people on LinkedIn that I'm always commenting on their thread. Like, <laughs> stop making me hungry right now. <laughs> what? Tell, let's, let's do this. What, what's been like the, what's been the absolute like worst mistake or like faux pas that you've seen people make on LinkedIn in terms of their profile? Hmm. It doesn't happen often, but I mean, the headshot and the, the headshot and having that silhouette on there is just that to me, if, if you're, if you don't have a headshot on there, you, I don't even know if you're even active on there. Like <laughs> if, if I'm, if, if you're nervous about putting a headshot up there and it's that like gray silhouette, yeah. a lot of us will be, will just be wondering if it's even worth reaching out. Like, are you really on there or not? You know, I won't like, accept people like who friend. No, I won't. Don't have a oh, profile I won't. picture. I won't. Exactly. I won't. I won't do that either. I think that's probably the biggest faux pas. I mean, I can tell you another thing is just be very cautious about be, I would provide, provide, provide and ask just a little. If you're one of those people that are out there that are constantly me, 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 I need, I need, I need, I want, right? (laughs) That's just something that like, that's an instant, like, I'll, I'll decline your connection. Or if I am connected with you and you're just spamming me the whole, the whole time, I'm going to decline it. Like it has to be providing. So when I, even with me, like I'm a headhunter, I'm, of course, I'm reaching out to people to try to get business, but I don't come at them at that, in that angle, hundred percent. Like I'm more of a, I, I, I use LinkedIn to network. So you can use me and talk to me as a consultant. I can talk to you about ROPs in the industry. I can tell you what I'm seeing in the market at no cost. I can also uh, introduce you or family members or colleagues to other opportunities. I can keep you abreast. You know, there's a lot of other things I can provide. So I try to make, make it clear that yes, I would love to work with you on a search, but I also want to network because it's, it's all about relationships and building that. Right. And that's what's so powerful about LinkedIn. It's, it's long-term networking and relationships. To that end, I think it's really important that people start to think about LinkedIn. And I don't know the best way to word this, but to really build your connection and your sphere. So many people are, it seems like to me, are kind of complacent where they're just, you know, if, if they get an incoming request to connect, they'll, they'll either say yes or no, but they're not actively going out and making those connection requests. Mm. Why do you think that that's so important, Jeremy? And what, what, what types of people would you be trying to connect with if you were on the, on the, on this, on the hunt for a new position, or if you wanted to sort of establish your brand? Well, I would say you're absolutely correct. That's a great point. Um, First of all, you know, stay, stay within your world, right? I'm not saying don't connect with somebody in, you know, hospitals, but for the most part, if it's anybody within hospitality, you should connect with them. And you want to build that for a couple of reasons. You want to build your connections because the more likes, the more traction and the bigger your audience, the more you're going to be visible to the community in LinkedIn. So that's, that's, that's one reason. Number, a second reason is, you know, we all love the network and hospitality before COVID hit, we would go to luncheons and presentations and, and meetings, right? So this is the same thing. Only you have it at the comfort of your, 
your house and your chair at home, right? So you should be doing the same exact thing that you'd be doing when you're going to these luncheons. You're walking around the room, you have your lunch, you have your dessert, you're passing out your business card, you're chatting with people. Treat it the same exact way. Yep. I like that. I, I definitely like, again, when someone tries to connect with me and I see that I'm only connected to one person or two people, you know, I'm much less likely to uh, accept that request. Whereas if I, if they, if LinkedIn tells me I'm where we have mutual connections that are, you know, in the hundreds, uh, I'm almost automatically going to connect with that person. So I, th- I absolutely, think it's, it's a big kind of, there's some cachet to that, that, so, you know, to be proactive about, you know, reaching out to the right people and being connected. I think LinkedIn will also tell you some of the people you're connected with or mutually connected to. So again, if those are like heavy hitters, power players in the industry, again, that's just going to give you that much more um, cachet when, you, when you're meeting someone. Oh, yeah. And getting soft intros too. Yeah. People will reach out to me just for a soft intro. Hey, I see you're connected to so-and-so. Do you mind seeing if, if you can connect me, connect with, you know, connect me with them. Right. And I'll, I'll, I'll do that. I'll give it a whirl if I know them. Um, and I'm pretty, I'm pretty, in, I'm pretty entrenched in, in this, the world of Florida hospitality, like right. especially, you know, in, in my world. I mean, I have people in other industries that are connected to me because I'm pretty vocal on LinkedIn, but when it comes to hospitality, I, I haven't looked, but I'm sure we have a lot of mutual connections. Um, yeah, I'm sure it's in the hundreds. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Um, what about in terms of just being active on the platform? This is a question I, I would have for you that I don't, I actually don't know the answer to, mm-hmm. um, but I have an inclination. So I, I'd, I'd be interested because I don't have a, you have the, you know, a link, a LinkedIn premium account. I don't have mm-hmm. one, but I know I would think I, I should say, let me phrase it that way. I would think that being more active on the on the platform, having more connections, having more followers and putting out more quality posts that are getting engagement is going to move you up the search ranking. So when Jeremy or another uh, recruiter out there is, is searching for a general manager um, to place in a, in a, in a club or a, a restaurant, you're going to be closer to the top of that list. Do you think that that's, that, that actually would be correct or what's your thoughts on that? Okay. That's a great question. So that's like, there's two answers to that. Searchable and LinkedIn recruiter as a recruiter for you, um, like say I get a search for GM in South Florida and I go into LinkedIn recruiter. And if anybody doesn't know that LinkedIn recruiter is, is a, um, I don't know how you describe it. It's a service that LinkedIn provides. It's not part of, you know, what you get for free. We, us as recruiters, we pay for it. It's called the recruiter seat and we get in there and it's, uh, you can search through LinkedIn and you can send emails to people and, 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 and search for candidates, right? So that's what recruiters and headhunters are using. And it doesn't really matter if you have two followers or 18,000, right? When it comes to LinkedIn recruiter, it just, it, it's just, it just matters what your title is, right? So that's why it's really important. Like earlier when I talked about your profile, having those words, those key words, right? Because recruiters are going to type in, you know, GM, um, industry is going to be hospitality, uh, mm-hmm. keyword country club, and then geography, South Florida. Boom. Right. And then it's going to pop up, you know, 130 GM CEO, COOs that are down in that area. Right? right. So, but to answer your question on the post side, how do you get visible? Does it matter if you have 80 followers versus 18,000? Um, kind of. It, it really, it, all it matters is if you're writing engaging content and if you start getting clicks, 
So if Gabe posts something and I click the like button, that's going to trigger LinkedIn to make you pop up in my feed the next time that you post. So I will automatically start to see you more. That's why a lot of people will say to me, I always see you in my feed. Yeah, well, every because morning I, I read your post. I get that all the time. Yeah. So if you, if you've liked a post of mine, now you're going to see me, right? Or if people who are in your, in your network, like my posts, you'll see me. So my algorithm spike. So it just matters. It, it matters that you're writing engaging content. Cause there's people out there that I'm connected to that make posts and they have, I have 18,000 followers. Right. And there's people that have, you know, 30,000, which is the limit. And I'll look at their posts just because I'm curious and I'm very competitive <laughs> and they'll have like 10 likes. Right. Well, it's probably because they didn't write engaging content. Right. You know, they're just not really thinking about what they put out there and they're not popping up in people's feeds. So that's a long winded answer. So sure. I apologize. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think in the end, it, it really keeps you top of mind. Um, you know, if you're trying to get, get in front of people, more people to, to, to be more active on the platform is obviously one way to do that when you can't be just emailing people randomly or picking up the phone to call them. Um, so th- there's, there's definitely yeah. some good benefits to that. How about like you as a, as a recruiter, I mean, are you actually looking at what people post about to kind of try to judge their personality or see if they'd be the right fit or, mm, or not really, not really. I, when I'm recruiting people, I'm just looking for your background and if you're a fit for the role I'm looking for, mm-hmm. I think it's more important for you. Like for me, it's important because I'm, I'm a headhunter, right? So when, when, when the dust settles from COVID-19, I want to be omnipresent in decision makers minds, right? I want people who are having hiring needs to when they think of me, when they think of recruiting, they're going to think of me kind of like anybody who's in Tampa, you know, they drive by, you know, the highway and they see Morgan and Morgan on the billboard, right? right? Like we know, we know who Morgan and Morgan is. They don't have to tell us what they do. We see them all the time in Tampa Bay. Right. So I'm trying to be omnipresent. Right. And that's the same thing as a candidate. Like if you're looking or you want people to know who you are in the industry, you just want to make sure you're, you're visible. Um, so you're noticed and thought of when um, people think of a GM or, or a director of golf or whatever the case may be. And it's in the, there's a lot of tips I can give. I don't know how much time I have on how to make those organic posts. And if you do hear a noise in the background, that's my two and a half year old. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <Yes. laughs> Sounds like a bundle of joy. I got yeah. thing in my house. So I think a lot of us do. Um, yeah, let's, let's definitely do that. We got some time. I think people would be, would love to hear some of those tips. Okay. So I think um, the most important thing is to be authentic, right? And to make sure that you are your yourself when you're making posts and not worry too much about ruffling feathers, you know? So, and again, let me, let me rephrase that. Don't, you don't want to go all willy nilly and uh, say some controversial things and tick people off, but you also want to make sure that you're sharing your opinion and you're not just being too vanilla. bland. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly. Vanilla. I almost said, I, I, I do like <laughs> vanilla, but yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I, I was good. Actually, you took the word out of my mouth. Who doesn't yeah, like vanilla? If you don't like vanilla, you're not American. I know it's delicious, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> but as far as the analogy, it's bad. Right. Um, but uh, in, in the way you structure your posts. So if you go to my feed, if anybody's ever is listening to this and wants to see kind of what I'm talking about, you ha- it has to be, it has to be, I talk about optics a lot, right? So you don't want to just put all your ideas out in a paragraph and, and just have it like listed 
uh, in a post. No one's going to read that. They don't have time for that. People don't like to read newspapers anymore because it's too, <laughs> it's too long, right? right? We're so quick to like scan things now. We scan read. Well, I'm speaking the majority. Like a New Yorker of article or, or in Atlantic. I can't yeah, through one of those. To be honest with you, just, it's like you, yeah, <laughs> you see the you see the title. You're like, ooh, I want to read about that, and then you're like, oh my god, you're scrolling. I'm like, this is still going. <laughs> I don't have time for this, right? Exactly. <laughs> so on LinkedIn, you know, well, how I do my posts, and I'll share how I do it. I take my idea, I get on a Word document, or sometimes I open up like a, a an Outlook empty email. And I'll just like write, I'll just write my thoughts, blah, 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 just spill them all out. And it's, it'll be in one big paragraph. And then I look at it and I start chopping it up and I'll do one sentence, two sentences, no more than three sentences per chunk, then a space and then more. Right. So, and then I try to find the most clickbaity piece of my, of my thought. <laughs> and I put that on top because that's the first thing someone sees when they're on LinkedIn. Right. right you want some, yeah. Two sentences worth basically. You want to see like, Oh, I want to hear more about what this person's saying. So you, you look through your thoughts, you find out the most clickbaity, you know, sentence you can find, chuck that on top. And then you, you know, keep a space and then put another couple sentences, space, another couple sentences. So it's like reading like bullet point almost. And I, te- I've seen ever since I started doing my format that way, I've seen my views just spike. Like yeah. I used to get, you know, a hundred views and now I'm getting, like I said, 50 to a hundred thousand. Right? right. And it's just making sure that you're making your post pop. Um, I think also hashtags are important then. So don't do any of these like creative hashtags. Like I love hospitality. And yeah. hashtag, I love hospitality. And <laughs> no one's going to search that. Right. Like it, <laughs> You're not, you're not a thought. Yeah. You're not like a thought leader with a mil- millions of followers that right. are going to start a hashtag. You're not going to make a trend. Right. So do simple ones like hashtag club, hashtag right. recruiter, hashtag candidate, because yep. those words will be searchable. Like they'll, they'll, they'll put you in feeds when people are putting in, um, putting topics in the search bar on LinkedIn. Right. If you have one of those words, you're going to be in. I wouldn't even, I would go even farther there and say one word keywords, whereas, you know, maybe on Instagram or mm-hmm. other social networks, you can have like a phrase or something. Exactly. But on LinkedIn, it seems to be that, for instance, I'm trending often in golf, just hashtag golf. If I post about golf, perfect. Um, oh, or hashtag 100%. membership. But if I go membership marketing or like golf uh, courses or something, if I start to double words, those don't like, there's not many people on LinkedIn searching or following those um, multi, yep. multi-word keywords. So keep yep. it simple for sure. I always put hashtag hospitality or hashtag headhunter, hashtag Florida, hashtag hotel, hashtag resort, hashtag HR, simple stuff, simple. Right. Yep. And it, that, that works. That help, that works. I think a lot, you know, right. Um, you know, if, if you start getting traction on LinkedIn, um, if people start commenting, if you get one comment, a couple likes, I think it's super important. You have to comment and reply and engage to every single one. Yeah, I agree. Every single one. It, even if it's a thank you yep. or I appreciate it or good insight, what, whatever the case may be, you have to do it because that, that starts to spike your algorithm again. Yeah. Don't post and ghost. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm going to use that. <laughs> did you, did you co- did you coin that? Is that yours? I just coined it just now. Oh, I, okay. You, yeah. I might steal it. Is it's that, true that's though. Okay. It's like so many people like make a post and then people are trying to engage. Like I do it all the time. I comment on people's posts. I get nothing mm-hmm. back. Not even like a like or something that I posted to show me that you 
that you saw it. So it's like, if you're going to put, if you're going to post, you all, you, you're, you're sort of ask, saying to people that you're going to invest in the time to continue that conversation or else don't post in my opinion. A hundred percent. And, you know, I think to, to keep on piggybacking off the posting, making sure when you're on LinkedIn, search the leaders and the clubs and the companies that you look up to, that you want to work for, that you would work for, you know, anybody who you want in your world, search the companies and then find out who's on LinkedIn that is working for that company and then connect with all of them. Just, just connect with all of them and then engage. So if they're posting anything on LinkedIn, comment, always just jump in there, just jump in their feed and comment and they'll notice you. You'll be surprised at how many of them notice you with the amount of comments and attention that I get on my posts. I can promise you that the people who comment and are constantly engaging, I know who they are. If they reach out to me in a direct message, I will at the drop of a hat reply and I'll jump on a call. I don't care if they're a front office manager and I have nothing to gain from that relationship whatsoever. I promise you, I will still reach out to them because they're taking the time to engage and help me in my platform. I reach out to them. It's super important. I don't think people really realize that a lot, a lot of the people who are sharing content and who are active on LinkedIn, they eat it up. They'll, they'll reply to you. So it's a good way for you to get in front of people who you might not have been in front of before. Exactly. Yep. It's true. Um, you know, it's, that's how our, our world is, our society is. It used to be that you would, um, the people you'd see at a networking event would be the people that you'd pick up the phone for, but now the networking's happening on LinkedIn. Um, how about time? I think another thing that we should talk about is time because that's really important on LinkedIn is the time of day you post, at least I've found uh, yeah. and, and how often you post. So what would be your tips on that, Jeremy? So that's going to go in hand with the, the diversity of your, your posts. So I find that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the morning is the best. If you have like a really, really great post that you're ready to launch, don't share it at 5.30 at night on a Friday. Just, just don't because it's going to get, you know, it's not going to even, it's not going to move. Right. If you take that same one, chuck it in on Tuesday morning at 10 a.m., watch, watch it, watch it move, right? It's the completely, right. it's weird how it does that. Right. Um, but um, I think you have to kind of layer your posts. So if you're always doing organic posts, eventually people are going to get tired of it and they're going to stop liking it. Right. Cause it looks like the same thing over and over. So I'm very careful to make sure that I do a video, then I'll do a couple organic posts, then I'll do a share, then I'll do a photo, then I'll do um, maybe another organic post, maybe a couple organic posts. I typically do most of my posts are organic, but I always like sprinkle in, photos, videos, and shares all the time because it, I think it's like, I keep on saying the word optics, but it's, it's so, it, it's so important, right? It yeah. just makes you look like you're providing all this extra value and extra content. Yeah. People see it. People that are, are, are active on LinkedIn, they, they notice that, right? Right. So, yeah. yeah I think, to, you know, to follow up on that, the, the way the algorithm works is for your post to get the type of numbers Jeremy's talking about, let's say, you know, not many people are going to hit 50 to 100,000 views, but a lot of people could get to five, 10,000 views on a post. But what that's, what's really important about that and, and the way you do that is the time of day you post, let's say it's 10 a.m. on Tuesday, like Jeremy suggested, that's when there's a, a heavy amount of users on that may be looking at your content. 
And the quicker you can get a like and the quicker you can get comments and engagement is going to signal to the algorithm that 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 content is important and valuable and other people should see it. And so that's why time of day is so important because you want maximum engagement as quickly as you can on a, in order for that to get seen more. So, that, so that's really important. I've also found, Jeremy, that um, posting more than once a day, at least for me, is a mistake. Um, and oftentimes, my best performing content, like if I have a post that's going, that I can see it has good trajectory or arc in the beginning, like let's say I post something on Tuesday and boom, in that first day, I've got a couple thousand views on it. I don't, I try not to post on top of that. Like I might actually give it another day um, because if you, if you put too many posts in, sometimes you start to, to work against yourself. Um, have you seen that as well? Have you seen that if you've got a really hot, <laughs> yeah. post, maybe you don't, maybe, yeah. maybe you skip a day or something. Well, I don't, but you're right. Um, I, I, I am my own enemy. So I tend to be too trigger happy. So I, I share too much and you're, you're, you're 100% spot on. So like if I go, if I go a couple of days and I don't share anything and then like say I do something on Tuesday and then I wait until Friday to do another or post, absolutely. I'll see more traction on the posts, but I just can't help myself. Like I'm very, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> uh, I don't, I, and that, that, so like I, I go against smart advice. So your advice is smart and, and, <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> and then schedule and their th- posts in advance too. So you just don't, you, you know, if you do it that way, which I don't know, do you schedule your posts yeah. on LinkedIn? I used to, I used to, but I'm like, I got so comfortable with content. Like I used to be yeah. terrified of content. The first, like, like about a year ago, right. It, this year, this year, I don't care. I just post and go. I don't, I, I just, yeah. just go, I shoot from the hip. But before yeah. I'd really, really analyze everything to, to death. And I was very nervous about like ticking off people and putting sure. off clients. And, but now, now I'm like, you know what? I have a brand. I am who I am. If pe- people are either going to really, really like me or they're not. And I, and there's it, the middle doesn't really matter because there, I mean, the middle's, right. you know, it, I, I know that sounds kind of crass, but like when it comes to clients, right? Like if they don't like me, then that's going to save me time in the long run because this is how I'm going to be when I work with you anyway. Right. I'm right. just very yeah. um, upfront and transparent and it just is what it is. So I, I yeah, I kind of work against myself with your theory, what you're saying about the, yeah. <laughs> about the sharing too much. I, I just kind of shoot from the hip on it, but if you're like just starting to get into sharing content and being involved in LinkedIn, what you're saying is spot on. And I also want to say views is, is different than likes. I think people might be hearing this right now and thinking, Oh my God, a hundred thousand views. That's not likes like likes is, you know, the like button on the bottom views. And I don't think, I don't even know if you can see it unless you're a premium member. Uh, I, I see, I see, I see my it. analytics. That's how I know. I can see it on each post. It'll tell me how many people have seen it. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I guess for everybody that's listening, yes, you can see your views and that's a good gauge. Uh, um, as you start being active on LinkedIn, just checking your views and kind of taking note. Like I, I, I know what's been working and in, in how important this whole last three months has been for me because I can see it in the numbers and then the numbers don't lie. Right. Yeah. If you have a post um, that does really well, make note of it and try to figure out what you try to break that down. And like, what, what was yeah. good about this? You know, was it shorter than normal? Was it longer than normal? Did it have a certain type of image or a certain theme to it? You gotta definitely analyze that stuff. Quick pro tip. Yep. Also content. 
if you do a long post, you can recontent your content. You yeah. can take pieces, a paragraph of your post and then rewrite something around it and post it. So like, it's not like you always have to be coming up with all this amazing content off the top of your head. You can just repurpose it. Oh, a hundred percent. I love, that's one of my favorite moves. And also I'll just, if I write an article or a blog post, I don't just share that once. I mean, every few months I'll share that post again with maybe a little twist um, or another piece of that um, to make it fresh. And so that's another way to repurpose content. You know, you don't always be reinventing the wheel. That's for sure. Well, um, Listen, I mean, I could go on all day talking about LinkedIn. It's my favorite social network these days with you and you're, you're an expert at it, but we're going to unfortunately wrap things up, but I want, I want folks to be able to get in touch with you, Jeremy. And I know you actually have a really cool offer for our listeners um, that you'll do a, uh, a coaching session with, with our listeners who are interested. So let us know, Jeremy, how we get in touch with you and how they can take uh, advantage of that offer. Yeah. So if there, if there's anybody out there that would like to spend some time with me um, and just ask me some questions, you could, you could shoot me a direct message on LinkedIn. I'd be more than happy to jump on a call and, and help you out with any of the questions that you have. Like Gabe said, I can ramble on forever about it. So definitely try to reel me in. So <laughs> have your questions prepared. Um, but I'd be more than happy to, to help anybody out there that uh, would like to pick my brain on that. Um, I, I don't want to say it's like, consulting call, but I guess you could, you could call it that. So if, even if it's not about LinkedIn, if it's about your resume, I could take a peek at that. Uh, I don't write resumes. Uh, but if a lot of times I think people have all the guts to their resume already, and it just needs to be reworked. So I'm, I, I look at them all day so I can help out with your resume. I can point you in the right direction. If it, if you need a completely new one, I can point you in the right direction. Um, but yeah, direct message me or shoot me an email at jeremy at geckohospitality.com. Jeremy, I appreciate you coming on, man. Tons of gold here in this interview. And I think uh, this is one that people need to bookmark and, and go back and re-listen to once they get involved in LinkedIn and, 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 and realize uh, even more things they can be doing because there's so many pieces of this. Um, it, it could live on for a while. So I appreciate your time, man. And I hope folks reach out to you uh, very soon. And again, I will put uh, your links in our show notes. So it's a quick click away for them. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to chat with me. Well, I hope you got a lot out of that one. I thought that was a great interview. Jeremy's an expert. Definitely connect with him on LinkedIn. I'll throw those links in the show notes here below. Hope you have a wonderful, productive rest of your week. I'll catch you back here next time on Private Club Radio. And until then, here's to your membership success. Private Club Radio is brought to you by Concert Golf Partners, helping to preserve and enhance private golf and country clubs. Visit ConcertGolfPartners.com to learn more about the recapitalization process.